Welcome to the Embedded Church Podcast, where we share stories about reweaving the connections between place, the built environment, and the mission of God. Season four of the Embedded Church Podcast is produced in partnership with the Ormond Center at Duke Divinity School. The mission of Ormond Center is to foster the imagination, will, and ability of congregations and communities to be agents of thriving. I'm Eric Jacobson. And I'm Sarah Joy Propay, and we'll be your hosts on today's episode of the Embedded Church Podcast. Hello to all of our listeners. Welcome to Season 4. We're super excited that you're tuning in. And what our guests don't know is that Eric and I have a couple of partners with us on the line and in this recording, but we'll introduce them to you in just a moment. We started this podcast not really knowing where this would go. So excited to be already on season four. It's kind of crazy, Eric, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's flown by. Seasons one and two spent a lot of time really interviewing pastors about ways that they're engaging their neighborhood and their place. So that was a lot of fun. Kicked it off into season three. Season three, we did a book club because you and I are such book nerds and we've got some favorites totally. that um, we realized we were referring to, but a lot of you all may have not been familiar with them. So some good material there. Season three was great, but I'm especially excited about this upcoming season because we have some partners at the Orman Center at Duke University. We have Josh Yates and Chris Elisara joining us and helping to put together what I think is going to be our best season yet. Eric, you're already raising the stakes. I know. That's that's what I do. <laughs> Let's get our new partners uh, online here. So we got Josh Yates. We'll start with Josh. Josh, tell us a little bit about your role at the Ormond Center and how did you get connected to us in the first place? Sure. Well, first, it's great to be with you. Absolutely. Yeah, we're excited, excited to have you. We're extremely excited for these series of conversations. I am the executive director of the Ormond Center for Thriving Congregations and Communities at Duke Divinity School. And its mission is to help foster the imagination, the will, and ability of congregations and communities to be agents of thriving. Well, I'll say because you're based at Duke Divinity School, is your focus mostly North Carolina then? Or are you across the country? So we have what we like to call a preferential option for North Carolina. We will work everywhere with anyone, but we'll first and foremost do it uh, in our home state of North Carolina. So how did you find out about the Embedded Church podcast and get connected to us? I think that's a great story. Uh, At some level, it really begins with one of your key themes, which is a connection to place and community. It turns out that uh, I happen to share a mutual love and connection to one such very unique and wonderful place with Eric, uh, (laughs) Missoula, Montana. Yes. I think that's how we first met was yeah. around your book. I was at UVA at the time and right. you came, but we quickly realized we had the connection to Missoula, Montana, where I'm from. We shared a connection there for sure. Yeah. And Bernice's Bakery really, I think, was at the heart of it uh, when I don't get down to it. Um, and then I, Sarah Joy, we met at a Congress of New Urbanism meeting, I think, in Dallas. Yeah. Um, and I Not actually think after. it was Chris Alisara who introduced us at that CNU conference. <laughs> Such a small world. Let's talk about the connections between our theme, which has been embeddedness, and your theme, which is thriving. Let's kind of play around with how those things might interact with each other. As I've gotten to know your work and what the mission of the Ormond Center is about, uh, it, I think we have the same starting place. Mm-hmm. which is a belief in the role of the local church to be 
a faithful witness to God's redeeming work in the world, not only in the pews, but in the ways the pews connect to the streets and neighborhoods and larger communities. And as a starting proposition for the work of the Orman Center, and I think the work of the Embedded Church podcast has been a wonderful resource and storyteller for how that's taking place and and can take place in our country. Yeah, and if I could jump in there, Josh, one of the things that we're already benefiting from as we were planning this season, you've been emphasizing that we're interested in the local church, but not only the gathered church, but the scattered church. And so we've, I think primarily, Sarah Joy and I have been talking with pastors and church leaders, doing things within their congregations in the neighborhood and kind of from the church center. But you are challenging us to think about Christians who work in various fields and expressing their faith and their discipleship um, within the planning community or in the arts community. And so that's going to be a piece of this upcoming season that I think is going to be particularly interesting. Definitely. I really agree with that. And I would say that that's a great intro to Chris Alisara. He's been quiet, but he's been listening in. I see him. And because he is somebody who is all about connecting people across different spheres and different um, areas of work and expertise. So that's one of the things that he brings to the table. He's a great networker and is involved in so many things across the country and across the world, actually. So Chris, I'd love for you to join in and tell us a little bit about who you are in your role at the Orman Center. Hey, Sarah Joy, Eric, Josh. It's great to be here and uh, to be talking about things that we love, right? Yeah. And that's why I'm at the Orman Center. My role there is to to lead the studio for placemaking, to do the things that you're talking about, you know, that you're doing in your church, Eric, that you're doing professionally, Sarah Joy, but me in an academic context. And, and what that means is what you've said is I have a role that I can bring people into conversation. I can convene without platform conversations about how to make places better, comport with God's shalom and intentions for people's lives and community. And I couldn't think of a, of a better place for me to land than the Yeoman Center to be able to do that. And essentially what we're doing is providing, you know, the opportunity to, to create the mindsets, the, the tool sets, and then the school sets to be able to make place. So what is the Center for Placemaking? Place. We know it's a, a part of God's heart, but the making piece, you put them two together, we're helping to make place through those understandings, those mindsets, through those skill sets that you actually can do things in finance, design, planning, pastoring, community development, and in the tool sets. What do you put together with your hands, with your fellow congregants, with your business partners to make places. So that's what we're doing at the Orman Center at the Divinity School. But because it's a across university center, we're actually doing this in conversation with our partners in, in the business school. Yeah. Our part, you know, our friends and colleagues and academics in sociology and the school of environment. And so they all have a stake in places and they'll have something to contribute. That's what we're doing in a nutshell. That's, awesome. That's super exciting. Yeah. It's just that holistic vision, which I really love. And if anyone's confused by placemaking, don't worry, because we are going to talk about that this season and really unpack that term for folks. 
Can I say one more thing about this? Yeah. Please about do. Why I'm excited about this. Yeah. It's because this you said, we're in a relationship, we're in a partnership. And when we were thinking about what we're going to do at the, at the Omen Center, we said, this is the first thing we want to do to blow up your podcast to as many people as possible around the country and around the world. I just am really excited that we can partner together to make what you do just go places, hopefully without contribution, that it needs to go. Don't, don't That's say what it. I think we're doing don't together. Don't say it, Sarah Joy. Sarah Joy is about to say media stars. I can, I can just <laughs> see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say. So you mean blow up in a good way, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean blow up in a in a fantastic way, right? Like, yeah, you're getting calls. People are writing in. They want to know why, how, and where. And you know, they're passing this podcast on to, you know, their friends and their pastor friends and you know, students and so on. This is what this is all about: is getting what you're doing here out there as far and as wide and as deep as you possibly can. Thank you. We're excited. And we're excited to have you all in partnership because you're helping us have the resources to do that and to point people back to the Orman Center and the good work that you're doing and the resources and tools that you'll be putting together for these church communities to really activate them as well. So glad that we can do that. Let's get a little more specific about sort of the focal, the focus of this coming season. So, Sergio, why don't you talk a little bit about the kind of key verse we're looking at and some of the terms that we're going to be exploring together? Yeah. So, Jeremiah 29 7 is the key verse for this season. Y'all will hear it repeatedly throughout the episodes. Um, so, hopefully, by the time you finish listening to season four, you will have it memorized by heart. And that verse says, seek the welfare or the shalom of the city that I have called you and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare or shalom, you will find your welfare. And so we think that there's three key words that we want to unpack in this season that come through that verse. The first word being shalom. So that gets interpreted as welfare or sometimes peace, but we think that there's an even greater depth to that word. Another word is place. This verse is a call to a very specific place. The Israelites are living in exile in Babylon, um, and God calls them to really focus on that place and to seek the welfare of that place. And then how they do that is by place making. So we get to unpack that term a bit more and what we think that that means and how that is a calling on our own lives um, individually and as community members. That's awesome. I listened to that goal particularly as a pastor leading a congregation in hopes that pastors will be asking better questions based on that Jeremiah 29, seven, this idea of our vocation as a church, our vocation as uh, Christian leaders in the community really comes out of uh, God's call that we find in passages like Jeremiah 29, seven, because without that kind of clarity, it's really easy as a pastor to get caught up in, I don't know, an image of success or what it means to succeed as a pastor or as a church that really gets disjointed from the Bible. I think it's really important to to think through our goals in light of our vocation as churches that's that's more biblically rooted than those things. And I'm hoping that as we talk about Jeremiah 29.7 and the importance of place and place making, we'll start to ask better questions, more faithful questions about what God is calling us to be and do uh, in our communities. So that's kind of one of my hopes uh, for the for this 
this season. I'd love to hear from Josh or Chris. Do you have any thoughts on the key verse and where you want to take it this season? Since Eric played the role of pastor, I'll play the role of sociologist. And to say that I think that this question that this verse opens up for us in seeking the shalom uh, of our communities is one that couldn't be more timely. All around us, our communities are in turmoil. All around us, our churches are in turmoil. Uh, whether it's the impact of COVID or race or any number of issues, opioids, health, right? We can go down a whole yeah. list of compounding crises. And so I just want to say that never before has attention to our places either been more needed and urgent or have we had greater opportunity to be the church, to offer a hope to the world that, that we have, right, um, in, in who we are. And so I want to commend to our listeners that this is a moment of great need, but also great opportunity for the witness uh, of our faith uh, in real lived, bodied and embedded ways. I think you're absolutely right, Josh. And I think that's part of what I'm hoping will come out, especially as we get into the part, the second half of our season, where we really start talking to people in the field, whether they're pastors or practitioners of various kinds. For me, I am really hoping that, you know, that that verse speaks to a, a people who were hurting or were asked to be faithful. And because of their faithfulness, everybody was blessed. And that is something that is a call of the church to be faithful in this hard time. Yeah. And I think as we go deeper into our faith and go deeper into the scripture, go deeper into our, our relationships and start to act in ways that are consistent with our faith and consistent with loving one another and loving the places that we're, we're in and the communities that we're in, my prayer is that these conversations that we're going to have will enable us to, to do things that are going to bless our community and be a blessing to the wider community. Because they said, in your flourishing, the others will flourish. And, and that is, a, is an equation that needs to kind of break through because there's a tendency to think, you know, that's not the, the equation that God works with. It's a zero-sum equation. We get it. They don't get it. <laughs> but that's not what that verse says. Yeah. It says, do this and everybody will flourish together. And that's what I think um, is the witness of the gospel in, in our time as we make place and community together is all about. I love it. It's beautiful. I'm excited to get started. Yeah. Are y'all? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Can't (laughs) wait to jump in. (laughs) Quick recap for our listeners. So season four is titled Cultivating Neighborhood Shalom. And the first three episodes will be further conversations with Eric and I and Josh and Chris at the Orman Center unpacking those three key terms that we mentioned before, shalom, place, and placemaking. And the next set of episodes will be more of our standard format where we interview pastors and practitioners in the field and glean some insight and wisdom from their stories and the work that they're doing. The episodes will be released every two weeks. And we look forward to having y'all a part of this season and listening in and being in communication with us. This is Chris again. 
I want to mention another new thing happening this season. At the end of each episode, I'll be adding a segment we're calling the Omen Coda. What's that? Well, after recording the episode, then listening to it a few weeks later, giving it some distance and some breathing room, I'll briefly share what personally resonated with me about the conversation. It will likely be a mixture of things like the reprise of a poignant idea, a practical challenge, and a word of encouragement. Maybe this end thing will be more like a benediction. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but we're game to give it a try. See you at the end of episode one. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Embedded Church Podcast. Be sure to check out the episode show notes for links to resources and other helpful information related to this episode. If you'd like to connect with us to share comments or ideas about the work we're doing, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at info at embeddedchurch.com or leave a voice message on our feedback line by dialing 760-527-3260. Follow us on Instagram at Embedded Church Podcast or visit our website, www.embeddedchurch.com. Finally, thank you to our season four partners at Orman Center and to all of our faithful listeners and supporters who have helped us make it to season four. We are honored and encouraged. Until next time, be well.